Hi guys, welcome to Pretty Funny Moms. It's Sarah here, so glad to hear from you. It's a solo episode today. From time to time, we are going to start doing these solos, these mini, mini episodes where if we have something personal we wanna talk about or just a little thing that we wanna push out to you that just pertains to the one of us, um, we're gonna start doing that. So let us know what you think. Today's episode will be a short one, but I have some information I would like to dispense to all of you because I got excited that I think I found something that's working. So today's episode is about weight loss. And I struggled a little bit with what to call this because is it triggering to say weight loss? Should I say it's health? Should I say it's getting healthy? Should I say it's my January resolution? No, it's just weight loss. If you don't like it, that's fine. Don't listen. If it triggers you, I'm sorry. And just remember, I'm not a doctor, but these are the things that are working for me. And I don't know if they will work for you. Please check with your physician. So a little bit about me quickly. Um, I'm five foot three. I have never struggled with my weight until I had children seven and five years ago. And I was never like super skinny, but I was never chubby and I never thought about what I was putting in my mouth or it's just, I've never had a struggle where I gained a bunch of weight. Even when I went to college, I put on like, you know, a couple pounds and then I, you know, ran a little more and it was gone. So it's never been like, a, it's not a lifetime struggle for me. And I always know in the back of my head, like, well, I could eat a little less cake and I would be a little thinner, but it never really bothered me. And it was never anything that was an issue. So I gained very little weight with each of my pregnancies. I gained 20, maybe 22 pounds with my son and maybe like 24 with my daughter. So I was always able to keep active and I didn't have any crazy cravings with my kids. And that was that. After my first pregnancy, I lost the weight very quickly, very easily using my normal tools. You know, I liked Weight Watchers and I would just work out a little more and be, you know, write down what I ate for a couple months and it would go away. After my daughter, I tried, I, I tried my normal things again, again, my Weight Watchers, my working out, my eating more salad and more protein and 10 pounds came off quickly and the last 15 just never, I, I've just never been able to lose it. And I sort of resigned myself to, to think, okay, well this is just, and a lot of people would say it to me too, they're like, this is just what it is now, you're a little softer, your, your body changes, you've got a little belly, you're a little poochy. Um, it's just what it is. And I wasn't happy, but I really tried all my regular things and I was like, well, nothing's working. And I guess this is what it is. Then the pandemic comes. So 2020. So we're talking, I still have 14, 15 pounds on me and I am drinking red wine every night. I'm eating banana bread. I gave myself permission to not do the things that I normally did. Remember the gym's closed. Nobody was working out. Um, I did walk, but like I just became a, a homebound person that drank and ate their face off as we all did. And it, it's fine. But then we're looking at 25 pounds. So here we are now. And I felt uncomfortable at 15 pounds overweight. And then I felt horrendous at 25 pounds overweight. So there I was, and I decided that I, something needed to change. So again, my normal tricks were not working. I tried upping the exercise. More on that later. Um, I tried macro counting. I paid someone to give me a custom macro count, which means 
X grams of protein, X grams of carbs, X grams of, um, what is it? Carbs, protein, and fat a day. And that didn't work. And then I tried, you know, everyone said, oh, it's simple. Calories in, calories out. No, it's not. I tried that. Um, I tried Weight Watchers again. Nothing worked. And I mean, how, also how annoying is Weight Watchers? They keep changing the program. Like now it's, it just got so confusing. And I really don't like being on my phone, like writing down everything I eat. Like it just got annoying to me. And I was, I don't have time to like put in every stupid thing in the app. And I got annoyed. So recently I have succeeded in losing 13 pounds. So I'm halfway back to where I want to be. And it was easy and quick and effortless. And I want to share with you what I'm doing because I think I finally like, for me personally, I finally like figured something out. So I'm, I'm only halfway there, but I want to share it with you because there might be something in here that helps you. And I have what I've created. I've created like a little toolbox of things that are contributing to this and something in there might speak to you. So, um, if you're doing the things, if you're doing the work and you're not seeing any results, this is something you want to listen to. And if not, turn it off because it's not going to be funny. It's not like there's no hot topics here today. It's just what I'm doing. And again, I don't advocate any of this. This is not for everyone, but it worked working for me. So talk to your people. Okay, so I feel, and I'm sure you agree with me, that there's so much diet exercise noise out there, right? Like, They'll say, it's so simple, calories in, calories out. It's so simple, just do weight lo- or weight watchers. Just don't eat carbs. Da-da-da-da-da, you can't drink. No, you can drink. You need boot camp, you need HIT. you need steady state cardio. You need this protein, this carbs, this fat. No, all of these are true for some people, but like nothing of the, none of those things alone ever did a goddamn thing for me. So if you listen to my Jared Hamilton podcast, it's a few, it was in August. So click back a few. He's got some great advice too. So listen to that as well. And he sort of talks about like the mental aspect of this. But um, for me personally, it is much, much more than calories in and calories out. And I know a lot of people won't agree with me, but I, I tried that and I was very honest and accountable and it, it's not, it's not it as they, the kids say. So before we go through my list, Um, here's what I did to jumpstart what I'm doing. You need to decide what's going on. Okay. So you need to decide why you have one gained weight and why you are unable to get rid of it. So what changed, right? So for me, it was my pregnancy. So, but again, this is five years ago. So like chill out, Sarah, but it's true. That's what put it on in the first place. And then the reason why I couldn't get it off, and it's like, what do you think it is? It's not exercising, because you know I do that. It's not, um, I'm eating candy all the time. It's not that. So for me, it was basically like being pregnant, not losing the small amount that I (laughs) had to lose five years ago, and then compounding that with my pandemic weight. So now I'm in what I call like a little bit of a crisis here. I've now doubled the weight I need to lose when I could have just hunkered down five years ago, but I didn't do it. And then you need to decide in your diet, which is the most important thing, and we will get to that in a second, what is important to you in your diet? And what does that mean? So for me, it means, let's put a positive spin on this. What do you like to eat? Like if you could have a diet of the things you like to eat, that make you feel good, that you enjoy eating, that 
speak to you, that make you happy, that satisfy you? What is it? So for me, it's fat and protein. For some people, it's sourdough bread and, you know, vegetables. Not for me. I would much rather have, you know, full fat cheese and a steak and like a delicious cream spinach than ice cream. I'd rather have burrata than cookies. It's just, that's how I, that's what I like to eat. So once you pick your poison, you have to figure out how to make that work for you. So I always say my death row meal, by the way, is Dover sole with French lemon butter and a cheese plate, by the way. If anyone ever decides to commit me to murder in or on death row, that is what I want to have for my last meal. Anyway, so once you pick your poison, you have to find your, your diet in a way that works for you. So like, I like these full fat things. So then I'm like, well, duh, Weight Watchers is never going to work for me because if you eat a New York strip on Weight Watchers, your whole day is shot. So that was like, well, duh, that's why I'm failing on that because I'm eating all these stupid things to fill in the points that I don't even want to eat. Like it just didn't, now it's clicking to me. Like I wasn't eating what I liked and what my body wanted to have. So it's a thousand percent. The number one thing you have to do is change your diet. But if you make, if you find the way to limit the amount of food you're eating in the way that makes you happiest, it will work. So for me, I did a little research and I actually spoke with a nutritionist and we realized that the way that would allow me to eat less and be more satisfied would be on a keto. I don't want to say it's the keto diet because it's not. It's like a keto adjacent diet. Some people call it dirty keto. So basically what that is, is it allows you to eat amounts of fat, protein, and veg- and, pro- and vegetables, and very little fruit, and very little carbohydrates, which is, most fruit actually is carbohydrates. So the only fruit I've been eating right now is berries and apples. And I can occasionally have like a piece of citrus, but there's no bananas, there's no, no starchy vegetables. And it's just for the beginning phase while you're dropping weight. And the philosophy behind this keto adjacent diet is that it allows your body to go into what it's called uh, ketosis, where your body is actually, because there's no carbohydrates to convert to energy, your body turns to fat stores for energy. So then you're basically like burning fat. Now, the reason why I call it keto adjacent is because the actual real keto diet, if you look it up, is pretty gross. It doesn't allow for vegetables, really. It doesn't allow for um, anything lean. It's it's like buckets of fat, fat, like fatty cheese and steak. And it, I've heard people don't feel great on it. Like you can't eat a salad. I mean, that's ridiculous. And you have to eat like, in order to get your fat, the, 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 the amounts of fats that they want you to have, you have to like eat spoonfuls of olive oil. Like it's, I wasn't going to do that. So this is basically just, my diet right now is basically just full fat, dairy in moderation. So cheese, cottage cheese, um, a little bit of yogurt, um, fatty protein, like a a juicy steak, um, more so lean protein, but I can have like a fat steak if I want to. Um, Vegetables that are non-starchy, berries and apples and the occasional piece of citrus. So, but I will say I feel amazing. My energy levels are through the roof. I feel fantastic. Um, I'm not having any sugar cravings, which is like so ridiculous for me. I used to get this weird craving, like 
after I finished a meal, I like had to have a piece of chocolate. I don't have that anymore. Um, I've had, I will sit at night and like spoon ice cream into my kids' bowls for them and have absolutely no desire to even have a lick of it. So, and what I'm told is that when you eliminate these things from your life, I mean, the first week is hard, but when you eliminate carbohydrates, which are basically, they break down to glucose, which is sugar. When you eliminate these sugars from your diet and you're satiated by the fats and the protein, you don't have a craving for sugar so or bread even. So for some reason, like something in this clicked for me and um, I am extremely happy eating this way for now. So it's been like almost three weeks, eh, maybe almost a month. Um, so I've been pretty successful at that. So um, I would suggest the point of this conversation, this is what's working for me, but if you're a bread person and you're a person that would rather have like a beautiful baguette and, you know, whatever above a piece of cheese or you want sweets, maybe the keto thing isn't going to work for you. Maybe the Weight Watchers will work for you because on Weight Watchers, don't forget, the piece of bread is less points than a steak. But for me, I'd rather have the steak. So it's like you have to kind of find the... You have to find a diet that works with the things that you already like. And no one ever explained it to me like that before. And I was like, oh, I get it. Now, here's another thing. To piggyback off the diet conversation, you have to go and get your levels checked. Get a big ass panel of blood work. So I'm under the care of a physician and a nutritionist. And you gotta get a good nutritionist who will do a full complete hormone panel on you. So, and what that means is, I had to learn this the hard way. So I went to my physician first and I said, I want this panel done. She did the panel. She's like, nothing's wrong. Then someone else looked at it and was like, no, she didn't do, she didn't test for like, for example, she didn't test the TSH hormone. So I had to go and get more, like go deeper in that hormone level thing. So, and basically what we found out from doing the deeper level of the, the thyroid hormones and the other hormones in my body is that my body for, I'm not going to get into the science because I forgot most of it, but the, the, what I got out of it was basically that my body, um, just because of the way my hormones are, every time I ate carbs or sugar, my body would hang onto it for dear life and wouldn't let it go, which would explain why I was cutting calories and exercising and eating all of these like low calorie, you know, whole grain things and not losing one pound. And it like, I couldn't get a handle on it at all. So Basically, someone took the time to evaluate what is going on in my body chemistry and figured out that um, figured out that the way I need to eat is not eat those foods that um, stimulate my body to hang on to weight. So I have to retrain my body through food to like burn food more efficiently. So that was really eye-opening for me. And I highly, highly, highly suggest that everyone, and especially women of a certain age who are having this issue, please go get that checked out because there is no diet book or Weight Watchers app that will ever explain it to you in that way. Now, um, I also have an underactive thyroid. So not, not an underactive thyroid that requires medication, but an underactive thyroid is like a borderline sort of thyroid issue, which basically means your metabolism is slow and shitty. So again, this new way that I'm eating 
is going to stimulate my thyroid in order to raise my metabolism and make me able to burn calories and burn fat. So amazing. The next thing is intermittent fasting. Now, this has been this is a buzzword that has been popular um in the past, you know, couple years, a lot of celebrities do this. Everyone's talking about it, but it actually has been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, there is a doctor called Dr. Jason Fung, who is kind of like the granddaddy of intermittent fasting. Look him up. He's on YouTube. He's got, um, his website's really informative. He's written a bunch of books on intermittent fasting and he can explain the science to you. It very much speaks to me. Basically what it is, is you pick an eating window where you want to consume all of your food for the day. So my fasting window, I do this three to four times a week. My fasting window, when I am doing an intermittent fast, is I stop eating at um, 7 p.m. and I begin eating the next day at 11 a.m. The only thing you are allowed during your fast time, your your fast window, is um, black coffee. Um, You can have a little bit of fat in your coffee, but like a minuscule amount of cream. Um, You can't have, you know, coffee mate creamer. You can't have... um, a frappuccino. Your coffee has to be as close to the coffee bean source as possible. I can't ha- I can't stomach it black, so I put like a teaspoon of cream in it. Um so plain fat with like no additives or sugar or anything or carbs, your body won't recognize that as breaking the fast. So and I'm not going to get into detail. Go look up Dr. Jason Fung and what the benefits of this are, but basically it um well number 1, it eliminates a meal. So if you're, I basically eliminate breakfast. So, um, if you eliminate a meal, you eliminate a ton of calories, like right there. And I just have like a really balanced meal at 11 AM. And then I have, if I'm hungry, maybe I'll have a snack and then I'll have a light dinner. Um, but I do this three to four times a week. And again, that's a big food savings, um, right there. So the other thing is that um, I don't really think breakfast is necessary as I get older, as I, just I'm so busy in the morning that sometimes I don't even notice that I haven't eaten breakfast and then it's like 11 o'clock anyway so I just personally I don't get hungry until almost midday anyway so this was very simple for me and sometimes you just get up and like shove something in your mouth because it's there and the kids are eating breakfast and whatever and I just I'm very mindful to not do that um but that's really helped I think jumpstart like this weight loss situation for me it also helps with bloating and digestion um not getting into the details of that, but you can imagine, but you're, it really, really helps with your digestion. And if you've eaten like a gross meal the night before, if you don't eat till 11 or 12 the next day, you give your body a chance to completely reset, eliminate that food. Um, and you can start it, it kind of, it's like a reset. It's fantastic. So I'm really a fan of intermittent fasting. I don't think I could do it every single day, but I definitely at least do it three days a week lately. And the benefits of this, I will report, are incredible. So that's Jason Fung. Look him up. Um, the, the, la- the fourth thing I will say, um, I've had to reframe my relationship with exercise. This is huge for me. This is the most eye-opening thing I have said, I have probably found out in the last month. So I've been understanding that so I used to basically exercise so that I could eat more. 
And if you look at like, for example, I'm gonna go back to Weight Watchers. If you go to the Weight Watchers app, if you go and run five miles, you get 10 more points a day to eat. So if you think about it, that's actually kind of a messed up way of thinking. Like you have to exercise to be able to eat more food. And what I've learned to do is that I've, you have to treat exercise like a, a body enhancing, mind enhancing activity. It's not so you can eat more. It's basically so you can get stronger and feel better. So the idea of equating exercise with eating has to go out the window. And I mean, we, we're all guilty of it, right? Like, oh, I ate a big meal. I got to go to the gym today. No, it's, it's not. If you eat a big meal, you should intermittent fast until you feel better and begin your next day eating more clean and being mindful of what you put in your mouth. It's not... You can't out-exercise a bad diet, which I think is something I have been chasing for 10 years or so, that I thought that the more spin classes I did, the more weight I would lose. It's not true. Exercise has to be a tool in your toolbox, but not the core thing that you're relying on for your body to stay the way you want it to be. And it's it's actually more important when you're in a, a weight maintenance um, area, so like you eat a little more when you're maintaining your weight, right? And you're starting to add, you know, things that you weren't eating before back in. And this is how you keep from keeping that weight to come back on. But you can't treat exercise as a weight loss thing. It's not the core thing. It's your diet. So I've completely reframed my relationship with exercise. So, you know, I was just relying on it too much. Like I was obsessed with the Apple Watch and doing the hit and then another class and then hitting my steps per day. And then it's just, it's, it's like the icing on the cake, it's not the cake, right? The cake is your diet. So what I've done is I'm like, hmm, well if that's the case, I'm just gonna cut out every exercise that I don't like doing. So I would do these like intense boot camp and hit classes and you know, sometimes you want that. Sometimes you wanna be thrashed around and hear heavy metal and like have this like hardcore energy and that's fine, but that's, that's like a once a week thing. And so I've learned that I wanna start bringing in things I actually enjoy doing that actually make my body feel good. So for me, that is a bar class. That is a yoga class. Um, it's walking on the treadmill. Something Christy and I have recently discovered is we do this thing called 12-330, which is a 12 incline on the treadmill at a 3.0 pace for 30 minutes. It sounds easy. It's fucking brutal. You will be at the end of your 30 minutes if you make it that far because it takes you a while to work up to it. Um, it's brutal. It's a brutal workout, but it's really good for your body. And I just feel strong and awesome when I do it. And I'm in and out of the gym in a half an hour. I mean, it's fantastic. Now, another thing I learned regarding exercise, there's a hormone in your body that is released when you exercise. It's called cortisol. It's a stress hormone. So it goes, it's actually kind of connected to like caveman times. So <laughs> when there's a saber-toothed tiger chasing you and you're scared and you're running for your life. Your body releases cortisol and adrenaline. So it's the same thing. And then, and then what would happen was when they, your body knew that the saber-toothed tiger was chasing you when you're a caveman, it sends up the signals in your body like, oh my God, hold on to the fat. We might not eat for a while. Or, oh my God, we got to shut everything down. This person's in danger. So I know that sounds ridiculous, but basically the relationship between cortisol and weight loss is that when you do these very vigorous, thumping, pounding, hard, you know, 170 pound 
you know, weights and crazy and like your heart rate is through the roof, it, 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 it activates the fight or flight in your body and it actually prevents you from burning fat. So while it's good to do that every once in a while for a cardiovascular like kick in the balls, it shouldn't be your everyday thing. And I was doing some sort of a HIIT workout like every other day. So if you think about it, I'm doing this exercise all the time. I'm chasing it with food. I'm raising my cortisol and my stress hormones because I'm doing these brutal ass workouts just so I can eat more food. It's completely counterproductive if you think about it. It's slamming more food down your body, slamming your body around because you're trying to burn more calories so that you can eat more. So it's like this compounded like mess of not efficiently burning fuel and fat in your body. So I have taken it down a notch. I am doing more yoga. I'm doing more walking, like just plain ass walking. I will do my 12, 330 a couple times a week. No big deal. I'm not doing crazy boot camps. I will maybe do it once a week here and there, but your body does not need that. It just doesn't need it. It needs movement and it needs stretching and it needs like, I think walking is highly, highly, highly underrated. And I just decided when I was doing this, I don't like running, so I'm not going to do it anymore. I will walk on an incline. I will get my heart rate way up doing that and do like a hill walk. But I don't want to run. I don't want to slam my body up and down. And um, yeah, so, and I'll do my beautiful bar class. And I also think that I've also read that running and doing vigorous exercise gives you wrinkles because you're like slamming your skin. <laughs> so I'm happy to let that go too. And the other thing is that I've learned is you have to really change it up. So, you know, for a while it's like, you know, when you get your Peloton and all you, oh, I only do my Peloton. No, you should really do strength training and add like low impact things in like stretching and yoga. And I'm really going to lean in more to that because I don't want to raise my cortisol. And when you're on a diet that's working for you, you don't need to hit the gym hard. You can go to the gym. You can do the things that make your body feel good. But it's not going to be the thing that dictates what you put in your mouth. It won't matter. Because right now, my diet is awesome. And I'm doing very well on it. And I there's no need to, to go hard at the gym. I don't even have to work out that much if I don't want to. But I enjoy doing it. So I've modified that in a huge way. Um, the last thing I'm going to say is a little kumbaya. It's a little bit kind of not my thing, but I've, I've definitely looked at myself in the past couple weeks and I've tried to like quiet the noise in my head and speak to myself better. So, and what that means is, um, someone said to me like, you know, Sarah, no one ever lost weight being mean to themselves. And while I do, there are some times where I have to be like, no, I don't need that. You know, stop it, Sarah. I've gone to bed. I've, I've gone to bed lately hungry. I've gone to bed hungry. And um, I felt like hunger rumbling in my belly and been like, nope, not eating. Don't want to do it. Doing great. Don't want to eat that. And so I'm not talking about that because I don't think that's being unkind to yourself. I think that's being like, no, I have willpower. I'm not going to eat that. Or no, I have willpower. I'm going to go for a walk not talking about that. I'm talking about the looking in the mirror and being unkind to yourself or getting discouraged because of a setback or feeling like this is taking too long and it's what's the point and why can't I have this 
drink because everyone else is going out for drinks. It's not that. So I started reading stuff by Louise Hay. So she's H-A-Y is her last name. I got her from Melissa Wood Health, which is like an online workout thing. I don't really do it anymore, but she's great if you're into like... It actually would align perfectly with my new exercise regime. I just decided I was going back to the gym, so I sort of stopped doing it. But she's awesome. Look her up, melissawoodhealth.com. But Melissa Wood recommended this woman, Louise Hay. And she's got this book called You Can Heal Your Life. And I got it on my, my Audible and read it. Well, I listened to it, rather. And basically, it just teaches you how to reframe your thinking through taking in your life what's positive and focusing on that, which sounds very simple, but it's very, very difficult to do. Because if you think about the noise in your head, right? The noise in your head is, at least mine, is it's better now, but it, it's largely negative. And I just think that changing your, like reframing your perception of who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it and the reality of, of the actual being that you are is much more helpful than thinking about your fat thighs and your gross stomach and your ugly face. So Louise Hay is, um, don't laugh, but she's, she's a big believer in positive affirmation. So I just made an effort over the past couple weeks, month or month to, to say something nice to myself when I wake up in the morning and try to set the tone for the day in a positive way. Because if you wake up in the morning and you're thinking like, Oh God, I hate the way I look. It's like, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. And I don't want to fail. I want to succeed. So I picked a few of hers that work for me. So some of them are, don't laugh, you guys. I'm the only person who has control over my eating habits. I can always resist something if I choose to. And it's true. I mean, it's I'm in control of this. It's me. It's all me. I don't have to do the, I don't have to eat anything. And I try to remind, I try to remind myself that. Like, Sarah, like, People do harder things than this. You can do this. So stop complaining. Um, and there's a bunch about, you know, how today's going to be a good day. And then there's some that I like that just talks about if you're feeling bad about the way you look, you can talk about your body, right? So you can, what's the one I like? Hold on. Um, every decision is the right decision for me. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, here's the one I like. I'm grateful for my healthy body, Right? I mean, it's kind of nice. Like, it's it's maybe not the way you want it to be every day, but like, you, I get up in the morning every day and I'm healthy and I have two legs and two arms and I'm able to pick up my children and drive them places and it it's really not that bad. It's just maybe it's not perfect right now, but I am an able-bodied person. I can do everything physically mostly that I want to do. So it's good to remember that. So... I don't know. So I, I hope this was helpful. I want to share with you these things because I think that for me, they were not very evident. I had to kind of go through and uncover all of them. And there's a couple other things in my life that I'm doing, but like they're sort of personal. So it's this, these are the main things that I'm focusing on. So, um, I'm going to post in the show notes what they are, but I hope this was helpful. Please DM me or send me any questions, or if you want to know anyone I spoke to or, anything about all of these things. I want to be a resource because I am so excited that I was able to lose 13 pounds and I'm still, knock on wood, still going strong and um, I feel really good and I want all of us to feel good too. So 
anyway, those are my habits that I'm doing. Please hold me accountable. If you see me out eating pizza, just slap it on my hand. Just kidding. You won't. I'm doing great. Um, have a great week, guys. Thanks.